Good evening. It's great to see you all here. It's already been said, but I'd like to welcome everyone here as well, all visitors and members alike, those who are watching online. We're glad you're tuning in. I'd just like to share a few thoughts today from our chapter a day reading. So if you would, please turn to Acts chapter 24. Acts chapter 24. Just to give a little bit of context before we dive into this chapter. Um, but just before this, Paul was arrested in Jerusalem. And he was before the Sanhedrin. Um, and there was kind of this mob situation. And this, these group of, of Jewish men uh, decide that they're going to kill Paul. And so he's transferred to Caesarea. The Romans transfer him. Um, when this plot was discovered, and so he's, he's kind of on trial here before uh, the governor named Felix there at Caesarea. Uh, so that's where we are at the beginning of chapter 24. <clears throat> and after five days, the high priest Ananias came down with some elders and his spokesmen, one Tertullus. They laid before the governor their case against Paul. And when he had been summoned, Tertullus began to accuse him, saying, Since... Since through you we enjoy much peace, and since by your foresight, most excellent Felix, reforms are being made for this nation, in every way and everywhere we accept this with all gratitude. But to detain you no further, I beg, in, I beg you in your kindness to hear us briefly, for we have found this man a plague, one who stirs up riots among all the Jews throughout the world, and is a ringleader of the sect of the Nazarenes. He even tried to profane the temple, but we seized him. By examining him yourself, you will be able to find out from him about everything of which we accuse him. The Jews also joined in the charge, affirming that all these things were so. And when the governor had nodded to him to speak, Paul replied, Knowing that for many years you have been a judge over this nation, I cheerfully make my defense. You can verify that it is not more than twelve days since I went up to worship in Jerusalem. And they did not find me disputing with anyone or stirring up a crowd, either in the temple or in the synagogues or in the city. Neither, neither can they prove to you what they now bring up against me. But this I confess to you, that according to the way which, I, which they call a sect, I worshipped the God of our father, fathers, believing everything laid down by the law and written in the prophets, having a hope in God, which these men themselves accept, that there will be a resurrection of both the just and the unjust." So I always take pains to have a clear conscience toward both God and man. Now, after several years, I came to bring alms to my nation and to present offerings. While I was doing this, they found me purified in the temple without any crowd or tumult. But some Jews from Asia, they ought to be here before you and to make an accusation, should they have anything against me. Or else let these men themselves say what wrongdoing they found when I stood before the council, other than this one thing that I cried out while standing among them. It is with respect to the resurrection of the dead that I am on trial before you this day. But Felix, Felix having a, a rather accurate knowledge of the way, put them off, saying, When Lysias the tribune comes down, I will decide your case. Then he gave orders to the centurion that he should, have, that he should be kept in custody, but have some liberty, that none of his friends, and that none of his friends should be prevented from attending to his needs. After some days, Felix came with his wife, Drusilla, who was, a, who was Jewish, and he sent for Paul and heard him speak about faith in Christ Jesus. And as he reasoned about righteousness and self-control and the coming judgment, Felix was alarmed and said, Go away for the present. When I get an opportunity, I will summon you. 
At the same time, he hoped that money would be given to him by Paul. So he sent for him often and conversed with him. When two years had elapsed, Felix was succeeded by Porcius, Porcius Festus. And desiring to do the Jews a favor, a favor, Felix left Paul in prison. So Paul's not in a great situation here. He's been detained. He's on trial. He doesn't know what's going to happen to him. Um, he doesn't know whether he's going to live or die or, or be found, uh, you know, just be, be let free. Um, he's not in a great situation here. But he uses this situation, he uses this opportunity here in order to, to preach, in order to, to give the good news about Jesus Christ. And he's, he did this before when he was before the Jewish Sanhedrin Council. Uh, he does this later when he's speaking to uh, King Agrippa. I mean, he continues to, to bring forth the good news and to, to preach the good news of Jesus Christ. Um, so he's in this bad situation, and he knew that he was going to be arrested if he went to Jerusalem. Let's turn to Acts chapter 21. Acts chapter 21, I'll read verses 10 through 14. While we were staying for many days, a prophet named Agabus came down from Judea, and coming to us, he took Paul's belt and bound his own feet and hands, and said, Thus says the Holy Spirit, This is how the Jews at Jerusalem will bind the man who owns this belt and deliver him into the hand of, hands of the Gentiles. When we heard this, we and the people there urged him not to go to Jerusalem. Then Paul answered, What are you doing, weeping and breaking my heart? For I am ready not only to be imprisoned, but even to die in Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. And since he would not be persuaded, we ceased and said, Let the will of the Lord be done. So Paul went to Jerusalem fully knowing that he would be arrested for doing this. Um, but he, used, he saw that as an opportunity. He saw it as an opportunity to, to spread the gospel uh, to these rulers, to these people in charge. Uh, and so I want to talk about his attitude today and compare that to the attitude of Felix that we see uh, back in Acts chapter 24. Paul still went on this third missionary journey. He was ready to die for the spreading of the gospel. And if you think about Paul before his conversion, back when he was Saul, he was a devout Jewish man. He was re well respected. He was a, a Pharisee, well spoken, well educated. Uh, he was the, the type of guy that was devout in his beliefs, and he even persecuted Christians to the extent of throwing them in prison and uh, voting to have them executed. Uh, he was very firm in his beliefs of, uh, of, of being a Pharisee and being a Jew. But when he heard the voice of Jesus, um, and he, he heard Jesus calling for him to, to spread the good news, um, and why, Jesus asked him, why are you persecuting me? Uh, Paul completely changed his life. He completely turned, turned his life around uh, to conform to the will of God. <clears throat> so no matter what situation Paul was in, where he was, what, what he was uh, doing, he used every opportunity that he had to spread the message, spread the gospel message, um, whether it was before the Jewish Sanhedrin, the governor Felix, or, or his successor Festus, or even King Agrippa um, near the end of Acts. Um, and that's because when he heard the gospel message, it convicted him, and he changed his life because of it. Let's look at Felix now, um, and this little bit that we have about him. He heard Paul's defense there, uh, starting in verse 24, or early, earlier up in verse 22. Uh, he hears what Paul has to say, and it seems like he's interested 
in what Paul's saying. I think he maybe sees that there's truth in it. He sees that there's, um, you know, that this is the, the truth from God. Um, but his reaction is completely different than Paul's when he, when he first was converted to become a Christian. If you'll look in verse 24 of Acts 24, let's reread this. <clears throat> After some days, Felix came with his wife, Drusilla, who was Jewish, and he sent for Paul and heard him speak about faith in Christ Jesus. And as he reasoned about righteousness and self-control and the coming judgment, Felix was alarmed and said, Go away for the present. When I get an opportunity, I will summon you. At the same time, he hoped that money would be given to him by Paul. So he sent for him often and conversed with him. When two years had elapsed, Felix was succeeded by Porcius Festus. And desiring to do the Jews a favor, Felix left Paul in prison. So they conversed quite a bit. It says that Felix would often ask for Paul, um, and they would discuss these things. For two years, they did this. Um, and I really think that you know Felix sees sees truth in this stuff, um, but he's, he's, it's too much for him. He, he, he feels conviction, I think, when Paul's talking about righteousness and, and faith, and, but it's not enough for him to, to give up his ways, <clears throat> at least not that we read about. <clears throat> so instead of changing his life, instead of feeling that conviction and changing his life to fit God's will, um, he ignores it completely, and he even tries to get some profit out of Paul um, in order to, to release Paul, he's expecting that maybe Paul will bribe him. Um, so he's keeping one foot in the door, it seems. He wanted to, to re retain his worldly life um, instead of giving in and changing his life um, according to God's will. That's just the wrong attitude to have. Um, it's, it's pretty clear that you know, if we feel convicted by Scripture, there's only one right thing to do, and that's to change our lives to fit that will, to fit God's will, um, and to live according to what Scripture tells us. We need to all ask ourselves, how would we react if we were in this situation? If we were studying Scripture or studying with somebody, or maybe if someone pointed something out uh, to us that we're doing um, that was against God's will, how would we react if we knew that we needed to change the way we were, even if it was a complete inconvenience to the rest of our lives? Would we ignore that inconvenient tr truth, or would we take action? If you need to, to make changes in your life, I would urge you to pray to God to help you uh, to, to do whatever is necessary to, to remove whatever it is out of your life that you need to. Um, if you need the prayers of the church um, at this time, then please come forward. If you need to be baptized to, for the remission of your sins, um, this is a, a great opportunity. We can, we can do that for you at this time. So if you would, please come forward as we stand dancing.